Hello everyone and welcome back to That's Lame, the equestrian podcast for horse girls from horse girls. Welcome back everyone. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Happy Monday morning. For us it's currently Tuesday evening, <laughs> but happy Monday to you guys. I am probably the only person in the UK that is enjoying the summer right now. <laughs> because there is no summer. Yeah. It's because terrible. there's no summer. I thought August would be different, but it isn't. No, but I'm really enjoying it and everyone's just not. The summer isn't summering, but gingers rejoice, <laughs> <laughs> basically. They're thriving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, Evie, how have you been the last few weeks? Well, it's been a bit of an emotional roller coaster for me the last two weeks. Yay. I'm on an up now, but yeah, to start with, so I got covid and I don't even know how I got It's COVID. quite embarrassing getting COVID It's just now, like it? so 2020. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so over it. It's three years behind. I was just like, why me? Well, not just why me, but I was thinking, why now? No one, COVID not, what the hell? Anyway, my mum had it first and then my dad had it and then I inevitably got it. But unfortunately, by the time I got it, happened to coincide with Heartbreak regionals which I was meant to be taking Terry to to do the advanced medium silver and I was just like far too ill I was so in denial for like the first 24 hours I was like I can do it I know so we got Terry ready the night yeah. before had him in plaited bath all of your tack ready like everything in a pile yeah. like just in case you were well enough to go the next morning it just wasn't I mean I was no. vomiting with it as well it was really quite bad I've had it once before but I don't know what strain I had you know last week or whenever it was only last week as well I keep forgetting was it really only last week yeah so this time last week was my first day back on the yard since having it right okay following but yeah I was really ill with it and there was just no way I was gonna go but I was so upset yeah and then like the whole day I was just like crying (laughs) I know well the thing is you could have been in such a good chance of winning because I know I think we had like a good chance because also the Advanced medium gold, the person that won that, me and Terry beat literally like a few weeks before at a local show. And I was like, oh, we were really in the winning to do like quite well. Yeah. But it wasn't meant to be. And I do sort of believe that, you know, if it it was meant to be, it would have happened. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. But then anyway, so I started back on the yard on the Monday and I would say I'm still like struggling with like fatigue and brain fog. Like it's very much the lights are on, no one's home. (laughs) It's really bizarre because I didn't have that last time yeah. either, but I'm just like, the energy is not the same. But I went to Western Lawns anyway <laughs> and decided to do my first ever PSG because it was all sort of booked in and we stayed over for a couple of days. And Terry was just like absolutely amazing. We won both our classes. It was such a huge atmosphere as well, like on the second day because it was a gala evening. So there was like live, there was like loud music, Mm -hmm. quite a few spectators as well, live scoring. So when I was right, like literally in my test, I was looking up at the board and being like, oh, I'm on (laughs) 72%. Yeah. I remember looking halfway through seeing 72% and I was like, no, I want to get higher than that. And then I like really rode like the canter and I was like, actually, I think it benefits me having live scoring up so I can sort of, it like kicks me into gear. Do you know what I mean? Not that I should be looking at it when I'm riding around, but it was quite hard not to. But no, so that was amazing and it felt like... Like, okay, well, last week was terrible, but at least this week sort of made yeah. up for it, if you know what I mean. If yeah. both weeks were terrible, I don't know what yeah. frame of mind I'd be in right now. And my nephew was born as well. Yes, you're now an uncle. <laughs> an auntie. <laughs> but yeah, I found, that, I found that he was born like an hour before getting on to do the... 
PSG at the gala evening. It was a really bizarre yeah. experience. I thought it was a joke to start with, and then apparently it wasn't. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to go ride now. <laughs> I was like, I can't really celebrate that right now. No. But yeah, so it's been a weird few weeks for me. What about nice. what about for you? Your week's been quite static, I would say, isn't it? Like, uh, I don't mean that. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> not what have you been doing? <laughs> not much is happening at the moment, other than I, I have a very, very bad back. I have mentioned it before, but it's just progressively getting worse and worse, which isn't ideal, but I'm hopefully getting an MRI soon. And at the moment, I can only ride one horse a day at a push, and that's on very strong painkillers. So I'm only riding Simba, and then luckily you and a couple others are riding Sirocco for poor me. Sirocco. I know, poor Sirocco. I feel so bad, but like I need to prioritise Simba for the nationals. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So that's just not ideal. And I would say it's making me feel quite down and like very tired all the time. Because I think being in pain every single day... It's quite draining. Yeah, and it's like pain that you can't get away from. Like it hurts standing up, hurts lying down, hurts yeah. sitting. Anyway, I went up to London to watch oh, the show yeah. jumping. And that was very interesting, I found, from a dressage rider's point of view, mainly because they're jumping, not doing dressage. But the main thing that I found interesting was I was watching the five-star Grand Prix class. What is it? It's like the Global Champions Tour. So it was like the best people in the world jumping. But they had a power cut halfway through the class and the class had to stop because they didn't have the timer going. Oh no! So there's a 15 minute break. Oh, that must be so annoying for the people warming. Like if they factored, that, I know they were already warming up. Yeah. To them. I mean, one one person came in, trotted round, and obviously there was no commentator and no one rang the bell. So she trotted round like three times and then she just walked and walked out. No, yeah, that's not good. And the break lasted about 15 minutes, and then they got the timer back, but they didn't get the sound and like the screen back. So they could start carry on jumping because, I mean, you can't pause classes like that for too long because everything's running to such a tight schedule. Anyway, then I just found it very interesting because without the theatrics of the commentators and the music and the lights and the boards and the flashing, it was nearly as boring as dressage. <laughs> I also imagine from the show jumper's point of view, I wouldn't have liked that because that no. might be quite off-putting for the horse as well because if they're used to having, like, a noise in the background yeah to have like pin drop silence as you're going over you know yeah. rails that you're wanting to literally keep up, that's like super high pressure i really felt for ollie fletcher because when he went in they'd got the sound back working so the commentators were like you know this is blah blah, blah and everyone was cheering because it was like you know home rider stuff like that so there was a huge amount of noise and then he jumped like two fences and there was always like background music and also i would say it's not background music it's like club music getting well, that, the blood yeah, that's going. what it was like at the gala evening that I went to yeah. and I was like wow this is a vibe yeah but then he jumped like two fences and then it went dead silent again everything uh, went oh, just everything went again and obviously they must have still had the timer going because he carried on jumping but as he went down one line I mean these fences are like flipping big as well a drone went over the top of him that was obviously filming and I heard it because Normally you wouldn't hear like a drone in that situation because there's so much noise, but you could almost see the horse go like, oh, what was that? Yeah. And I thought, God, that's so interesting because you think those horses are so like bomb proof, but it is just because there's so much going on. They can't focus on one thing. You take that all away and they're like, oh, look, there's a drone. Yeah. And you're like, no, you need to jump this fence. And then it takes one thing as well to like take yeah. them off guard and then they'll, they'll knock yeah. a rail, won't but they? But it really made me think, gosh, this is what we need in dressage is we need like constant hype and you go into clapping you come out to clapping you've got music playing the whole time because then the horses won't focus on it yeah because actually even at the international shows at dressage unless it's a freestyle like they're not playing no music no and without the commentators hyping the crowd up 
people would jump clear and just everyone would clap like really politely and Britishly. And I was like, God, you're not getting like the whooping and cheering. (laughs) Yeah, really, really interesting. I wish people were like filming the whole thing for like market research. Yeah. Food for thought. I think BD needs to take a leaf out of the Von Jean's global tour. Also, I might like pop a cross bowl or something this week. I I felt really inspired. inspired. Yeah. Yeah. I need to jump at some point. Yeah. This year, my annual. (laughs) I'll put a 160 spread up for you. (laughs) My my annual jumping. Yeah. I kind of forgot to mention that this week's podcast is going to be more dilemmas again. And we hope you guys enjoyed last week's podcast or the last two weeks podcast with Charlie. We really enjoyed doing it and we do have more special guests lined up soon. But anyway, over to Evie and the dilemmas. So this week we're sort of doing a theme of nervy horses and how to deal with them because we had two separate people send in about stressy horses. And the first one we're going to do is how to manage a nervy horse whilst competing. Yes. Also, nervy people as well. Nervy horses, nervous people. Yeah. I would say my first thought is if you're nervous and you're anxious, it'll be projected onto the horse. So try and be as calm as possible. Do you see that a lot? People get to shows and they're like, my horse is so difficult. And I'm like, look at yourself. You're running around like a headless chicken. Your horse is very stressed because you are projecting stress. Yeah, or if you're at a stay away, they hover over their horses all the time. Oh, yeah. And you're like, put the horse in a stable, do the bed, the water, the hay, unless they're really visibly like freaking out, leave them be. Because sometimes I think if you're feeling a bit nervous and then you're constantly being around yours it's projecting that onto them and it's gonna like upset them more yeah well it's like if you take your dog to the vet and you go oh no you're going to the vet the dog gets really upset and it's not upset about going to the vet because they don't know what that is but they listen to your tone of voice and your body language and they react to that yeah i think also dealing with nervy horses sometimes is just about finding a routine that works for them so for instance some nervy horses it might be better to time it so that you're not on the showground for very long for instance so like maybe travel them in a saddle or factor it in that when you get there you're just tacking them up straight away getting on and riding the test rather than hanging around for an hour but on the flip side a different nervy horse might be the opposite they might need time to settle so i think it's sometimes trial and error of finding what works for that individual horse i would say yeah 100% i would say there are things that you can buy like yeah. gadgets supplements calming cookies yeah do you Whether... think those were calming cookies i i feel like some people have said their horses really like react to them and other people say that they don't i've used them on simba in the past and I would say, I, I don't know whether they work or not, but they made me feel better, which made me ride better. Yeah. So, you know, whether or not it works because the ingredients work or it works because it makes me go, oh, he's had a calming cookie now, so he's going to be fine type thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, I mean, you can get calming cookies, you can get stuff like that. You can get those titanium hoods that they can wear that can calm them down. Oh, yeah, we had a mare in that had to wear that, didn't we? Yeah, she looked like Batwoman. (laughs) And there's plenty of things that you can do like that. I mean, I've seen people at showgrounds that, you know, are doing 
groundwork with their horses in the car park to like calm them down personally I really dislike that so I yeah, recommend that. I, I wouldn't do that personally no but people can do that and they swear by it but again I think most of these things I'm not sure if they actually work for the horse but they work for the rider and they go oh okay the horse is fine now because it's had it's calming cookie or it's had this and then you feel calmer you ride better also I think it's important not to fall into the trap of categorizing your horse as a nervy horse whilst competing because I think from my own experience at least you can have a horse that might start out a bit nervy and be a bit tricky but they can change and I think people forget that that they can grow and develop and become something different so I think as well don't be like oh my horse is really nervous when they go out maybe just think how are we going to work through this and I do believe that most of them do sort of grow to become a little bit more confident provided they're managed properly yeah yeah 100% agree also I would say as well if you yourself feel nervous let someone else take the horse out and see what their response is or go like unaffiliated or HC and maybe see if the pressure of competing is making you nervous which makes your horse worse yeah yeah because it might be like if your horse is really stressy then if it goes terribly wrong at whatever discipline you're doing it doesn't matter because it won't go on a record or anything but also it'll be interesting to see whether you being that bit more relaxed because you have that mindset of oh well it doesn't matter you know yeah will make a difference I think yeah and I've heard a lot of people in the past say oh the horse gets so stressed when we start putting plats in yeah and again I'm like is that the horse or is that you is as soon as you plat the horse up you're like you're starting to get nervous because I mean how often is it said that horses can like pick up on your emotions so even if you're slightly underlyingly stressed they'll get more nervous I think as well like from my own experience when I was an amateur like just doing it for a hobby when I was a kid I had a very stressy mare And she would be a bit like that. As soon as you get the travel boots out, she would literally start, like, pooing everywhere and getting really stressed. But since being, like, doing it professionally, it's like all of our horses, for instance, they don't react like that. And I don't know whether it's because they're so used to going out now yeah and also their routines varied so much so for instance with terry he's had nights where he's been platted the night before and he's had to stay in or do you know what i mean or he's been platted and he hasn't gone because i'm ill do you know what i mean like so he's used to it being mixed up whereas i think maybe if you're not taking your horse out very regularly then they are getting into that routine of as soon as i'm platted i'm going straight away do you know what i mean yeah yeah i think one of the worst things to do with horses is have them in a routine yeah i totally agree but that's so like yeah uh, controversial thing to say because loads of people like no they need a routine to like cope and you're like that is a topic for a entire podcast on its own so we'll get to that but also i think just one more thing i would add is maybe just take them to local chill venues if they're getting really stressed at shows because we do that don't we if we've got the young horses we take them to somewhere really local and tiny you don't take them to like a huge venue or do like an arena hire where you're not platting them because that might be why ours are so good as well because we've taken them out to like god knows how many different random things I, i mean we don't take ours out as much as other people do though no 
I mean, like, we don't take them away for lessons and things. But some people, they literally only go out to compete. Yeah. You know, whereas in the winter, for instance, we've often taken ours out to go to an indoor. Yeah. You know, true. like little yeah. things like that or the water treadmill or yeah. stuff like that. I would say, though, if your horse is extremely stressed, potentially get a vet because it could be like ulcer related. And yeah, that's a good and point. And that would just spiral. So, you know, maybe it's that you need to be giving your horse ulcer treatment the day of the competition so that at least they're stomach is staying calm yeah because interestingly actually whenever i've taken terry away he's literally been amazing staying away like he walks straight in the stable doesn't care like as long as he's got food he's happy but this year was the first year i've taken him away with other horses so i went to a show with you didn't i where we stayed away for a couple of days and then obviously western lawns sirocco was there as well and he he got he wasn't stressy by any means but his um tummy was funny like he had like yeah. a runny tummy and I was like that's so interesting because you don't look stressed but you must be a little bit more like oh where's Sirocco you know most yeah. of the time so I might try him on a gut supplement yeah and let's take him out with someone else and just see if it makes a difference so I yeah. think it's just trial and error isn't it it is food for thought but don't stress no about your stressed horse <laughs> no one's stress everyone stay calm at the end of the day it's literally just like just dressage like, your horses. It's just or... your up downs, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this person, this person, I don't know. They might jump jumps. I'm not yeah, sure. yeah. You might be the jumpy jumpy yeah. guy. <laughs> and our next dilemma is how. <laughs> you sounded like a news presenter. And our next dilemma. Yeah, what was going on in the house? <laughs> no, our next dilemma is how to deal with a nervy traveller. Yeah, I'd say same thing as before, though different tips such as try travelling the horse in different positions, as in the horse facing forwards, horse facing backwards, horse sideways, the horse having more space, less space, and as well as all of those things, one, making sure your driver is good enough, because I mean, a lot of people that drive horse boxes or trailers or whatever i think you need to travel in the back in the horse area to appreciate how much just going around a, a corner or a turn at 30 miles an hour literally throws you sideways did you ever do that as a child you'd stand in the try and stand yeah. in the living area of the lorry yeah it's really hard yeah but like for for instance my dad's never done that he's always <laughs> driven so we go around the corner and i'm like you need to slow down. Dad, this is no hate to you. Do you drive the lorry really well? Please keep doing it. But we go around a corner and I'm like, the horse is moving in the back. And I'm like, oh, you need to slow down. He's like, I'm only doing 20. And I'm like, it doesn't matter how fast you're going. It's still too fast. Or how slow you're going, it's still too much. So I would say that does make a big difference in it. Yeah, that's a good point. Another thing is seeing if you can travel the horse with another that is very good. Because yeah. they pick up so much on like the influences of the other horse and then they just are like oh this is fine look that one's really chill yeah and i would say as well almost like i know this sounds really weird but maybe clean the inside of your lorry because one of our liveries got a new lorry and we were like oh i wonder whether like i think your mum said something like oh it might smell different so they yeah. might not want to go in and i found that quite interesting so actually i think maybe another advice is maybe to like jet wash the inside of your lorry and make sure that there isn't like a weird odor there that would put the horse off, off. yeah i mean there's so much with like loading traveling yeah if there really nervous to travel as well try a different lorry as well because yeah. again my own experience terry's fine to travel but i know for instance that he way prefers your massive lorry right yeah to my three and so a half time when one. he's traveling herringbone 
Oh, fancy. So, <laughs> lingo going on there. When he's travelling herringbone what as opposed mean? to... It's sideways, but uh, like slightly... Yeah. Slightly sideways. But so. he like runs up the ramp. He like cantered up the ramp yeah. at Western Lawns, whereas like in my lorry, he goes in it and he's absolutely fine. But he, I can just tell that he sort of looks at it and he's a bit like, really? Whereas Simba travels a lot better in the small lorry when he's facing backwards than he does so sideways. Funny. That's it's so just like horses for yeah, courses, it isn't is. it? Another thing I would say as well is that if you do know your horse is a nervy traveller slash nervy in the lorry, don't leave them unattended. No, I'd never leave a horse unattended in a lorry. It's just no, not even if they're even if they're good, I just wouldn't like. No, you go to so many shows and you just see a horse. Oh my god, I went to a show not that long ago. Actually, yeah, it was a long time ago. <laughs> well, like March, February time, and I was in the lorry with Simba because there was a wait between my classes, and there was a lorry next to us, and they it had like a half ramp type thing, and they had left the top half open. And the horse was in there, loose with no head. I was on. there. I was there. That's when we went to that show I together. I was literally horrified. Flabbergasted. It was shocking, wasn't it? I was and, like, whoa. And the owners and the rider was nowhere to be seen. But also, like, I remember as well that their ramp wasn't that, like, no. tall. So it was sort of like the horse could actually, yeah. it looked like the horse could just jump out. It was lower than a stable door. Yeah. Like, I was, way lower. Yeah. I was a bit alarmed by that. I was really, really like, that is such bad horsemanship. horsemanship. Yeah, because yeah, just don't leave your horse unattended. And also going back to ramps as well, that makes a huge difference as well, the ramp on your lorry. Some yeah. lorry ramps are so steep Yeah, that I'm like, God, I wouldn't want to get in that. So yeah. I think that makes a difference too. And I'd say as well, it, it's your mannerisms around your horse. So if you're going, oh my God, he's a nervous traveller, he's a nervous traveller, you know, get him in, like close everything up, like slam it all closed, like go, 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 go. That will stress your horse out. Yeah. Like maybe put them in the lorry, you know, an extra 10 minutes before you need to leave and just like stand there holding a feed for them. Yeah, well, and that's just be the like, thing, isn't it? Just like everything's chill. Like if you can't unload your horse straight away, for instance, at a show and they kick or whatever, just stand next to them. Yeah. And just give them a treat or something or just be like, don't do that, you're fine. Like, and they will get over it. And as well, like, if they're terrible to travel, maybe just do like short routes to start with or keep an eye on the traffic as well. Like look in advance because, for instance, you don't want to be stuck in like a huge traffic jam with like a really nervous horse. So maybe just keep an eye on that as well before you go on a journey. I would yeah, say. Yeah, or even get someone else to drive the lorry who drives it well and you stand in the back with the horse. Yeah. So you're there with him and you're feeding him or whatnot because that's what we do with the foals. So when we move the foals out, we, because some people just let the foals loose in the back of the lorry. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't interesting, know why that really, it? really wildly stresses me out because, I mean, you know, that song, Dumb Ways to Die, it's just like, you know, we've said it before, the horses are always going to try and kill themselves and you've just yeah. got this tiny little baby foal that doesn't know what to do with itself, just loose in a lorry yeah, it's with a, bit, a mare. It's a it, wild, just, it? it just seems so wrong to me. But anyway, we stand in the back so the mare is tied up and then we stand holding the foal so they're like oh look there's a person here so they're not even aware of the fact that they're moving they don't get to like turn around get themselves stuck upset themselves so they learn from a very young age that traveling isn't anything to be nervous about yeah yeah so i think it's just about management really isn't it i know as well that when i was on the young professionals program we had a talk about traveling and all of the rest of it and the guy there as well advised that to always have like calming supplements in your lorry or like saddling like just in case yeah 
Yeah, 100%. I mean, this guy, like, obviously travels, like, horses abroad and picks up horses he doesn't know, so that's very sensible. But I did think, actually, that is probably quite a good idea, especially if you have a horse you don't know or you're yeah. new to, just to have that just in case. Yeah, like if, if you get stuck in traffic. And, and they're really freaking out and you cannot, like, get them off the lorry. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Our lovely livery and listener, who's just had a lorry built, she's had it built so that the horses could get out from the human area, like the living area. Oh, I didn't know that yeah so the doorway is big enough to get a horse through oh wow so if there was an accident and you couldn't get the ramp down for whatever reason and a horse was in there or you were stuck in traffic and your horse was freaking out you could take the horse out of the living area like straight oh, through it wow that's which wild. is something that i would never have thought of but no. she was like that could save a horse's life and like you know hopefully we never ever have to use it yeah but it's there how does that work then? So there's two doors. So there's a doorway like going into, so it's just a, what is it, four and a half ton lorry. Yeah. So the horses are facing backwards. Then there's a door and there's a little bit of living area. And yeah. There's a door obviously out of the living area. And both of those two doors are wide enough that a horse could get through. Oh. So you could lead the horse straight out. The horse would have to jump down. Yeah. Out, but. But yeah, best of luck with it I hate that yeah and also like it's like we said in the previous dilemma they can get better like don't get stuck in a rut of like I have a horse that's categorically terrible at travelling like it is something that you can work through and they will get better yeah moving on to topical things Amazing that the Aventus won gold. Yes, double gold. Europeans. Ross Cantor yeah. got individual as well, didn't she? I think Ross Cantor's amazing. She's having a mega year. Also, wow. fancy your last name being Cantor. I know, it's just it's like, like Usain Bolt. It's like you're destined to be amazing. The marketing on that is just yeah. <laughs> unreal. unreal. But her horse is really cute. What's he called? Walter. I just really like Ross Cantor. She's I cool. don't know her personally, but I just like her vibe. And I think she actually really works hard and yeah. loves the horses as well. Anyway. I did see something though, and it's not relating to just that. I see it quite a lot, and it's a new ick of mine. And it's when eventers post a photo of the cross country course that they're walking, and they say, Oh, this definitely isn't going to be a dressage competition. And I'm like, <laughs> I've obviously never seen that. it's not. I've, never I've seen, seen it probably four or five times in the last few months. It's funny how it's like, People jump on a bandwagon as well, isn't yeah. it? Like certain stories are what everyone starts I'm posting. Like, no one was under any pretense that this is a dressage competition. Not a single one. Also, by definition, eventing is never just a dressage. No. Otherwise, it would be dressage. Yeah, you know, it's it just... It doesn't make sense. No. I'm just like, oh my God. So if anyone's listening and you post that, please stop posting that. I know that another it <laughs> that I've, be, I've been recently told about is, I think it was your mum said to me that she's been to yards before where if a horse does a poo in the arena, they pick it up with gloves on. <gasps> Oh my god, why? I guess because when you use a pooper scooper... You pick out some of the sand. Some of the surface, yeah. So they have to put gloves on and pick up the individual droppings. I thought that was really bizarre. I wonder as well whether it's rubber gloves that they reuse, like a pair of marigold, like yellow rubber gloves, (laughs) or whether it's like the veterinary... Because I really couldn't be fad with trying to put those veterinary gloves on. I'm terrible at putting those on. God, I felt sorry for our poor vet, Rob, yesterday. He had to come and stick his hand out the backside (laughs) of a horse and he didn't have his long gloves, he only had short gloves. I didn't know that. Yeah, he literally had you know oh dear that's all the way up no. his arm his bare arm why didn't i realize this and, and he walked off 
to put it under the cold tap. How did this and go I, unmissed with me? And it was like 8am on a Monday and I went, oh, Rob, shit start to yeah. the week, isn't it? And I was like, oh my God, fancy being I a I can't vet. believe I didn't see that. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't. It was quite sorry. I feel really sorry for you. Sorry, Rob. Something I've thought about recently as well is we talk a lot about icks on the podcast and there is like a real ick culture at the moment, isn't there? Like with any industry that you're in. Yeah. But I was actually thinking about the opposite of icks, like something that you find really satisfying within the equestrian industry. So, for instance, the reason I thought about this is because when I went competing recently, you know when you wear the saddle numbers? Mm -hmm. When you get a new saddle number for your new entry, but it only requires you changing, like, one number around. Oh, my God, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what made me think of it. Yeah. Because my number was very similar for this next show. Yeah, you're, like, 101 or, like, 102. Yeah, and I was like, nice. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, that makes me... Fantastic. I was like, that makes me so happy. It's unbelievable. And I was like, also, that's so niche. So if anyone has anything, like, the opposite of an egg, I, I need to come up with, like, a term yeah you do but on that topic i saw there's a new thing which is like an electronic number so no way. it's on your saddle cloth and then you have an app on your phone you type in what number you are and then you like tap it on the electric thing and it changes the number that's cool yeah they should have it though where it's on the number itself where you can like press a button to like Change, change the number. Oh, there's a gap in the market for that. I think another gap of the market as well is I, I hate having to try and put the number through the numna. You know, the little metal to come up with an idea to change that. I know. Because, because that's really annoying. You have like this really beautiful saddle cloth. And also... It gets rusty uh, too. Yeah, yeah. And then it rains and then you've got these little rusty Orange. holes yeah. in like your beautiful white saddle cloth. It's terrible. So can someone sort that out? Someone sort it out. I don't have the mental capacity to overcome that problem. The dressage dressage divas of the world just can't cope with it any longer. So we've had enough. Yeah, we're putting our foot down. Very first world problems there as well. Alrighty then, guys. We're at the end of another podcast episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of That's Lame. Next week, we have... No, don't spoil it. Okay. Don't leave it as a surprise, I would. Okay. Next it, week, you're, you're going to have to listen to find out what's going to happen. It's going to be very chaotic, I think. Yeah, it is. I'm a bit dredging it already, actually. We've got a clue. <laughs> a clue is we've got two guests. Yeah, as well as ourselves. In one episode. Yeah. And it's going to be chaos. It's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of tea spilt. So stay tuned for that, Yeah, I would say. Okay. Right, guys. I hope you have a lovely week and we will see you next time. (laughs) Love you. Bye. Bye.